Well, once again, thank you so much to those who have helped to put these services together for uh, Bob Eaton, who was our special music today, for John Sticknoth, who was our um, liturgist for today, uh, for Nick Gimple, who offered our children's time. Nick was also one of our previous children's min uh, Christian education ministry interns, um, and so good to hear uh, from Nick as well. Thank you to all of you who have shared your pictures of your mothers and your mother figures, uh, of your pictures of joy and celebration. Thank you. Um, and for those who have been able to assist in our in-person worship services, thank you for your, uh, for your service as well. <sighs> joy. Um, <clears throat> we're in this series of joy. Um, and, you know, I think I said last week, I don't know that I have ever heard a person say, you know, you know what I could really do less of? I could really have less joy. That would be great if I just had some less, I would like less joy in my life. I don't know that that's a thing that anyone has ever said. Um, and so joy is something that we can always um, find more of or, or sometimes even create more of. So during this series, we're talking about what the Bible uh, says about joy, how we find it, or maybe even create it, um, especially when we're not feeling all that joyful. What's the difference between joy and happiness? And how do we just do this thing called joy and have more of it in our lives? So in the series about finding joy, we've talked about joy complete. Today we're talking about included and we'll talk about church and wonder and awe. So today, joy included. Would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. <clears throat> well, in previous, um, well, you know, when I think about inclusion, most of us think we're pretty good at it. I think we all really hope to be good at it. And sometimes it's, well, it's kind of hard. <laughs> um, we may think that we're good at it and then realize, whoops, maybe we're not. Um, in a previous uh, ministry experience, um, I was uh, in charge of some mission trips and um, on one mission trip in particular, um, we, had, uh, we had a really diverse group of, of individuals. We had folks who literally ran marathons, like several times a year ran marathons. Um, and then we had some of our teens who had um, illnesses or injuries that inhibited their movement. And so when you have this kind of diverse group, do you keep on step or on pace with those marathon runners or do we keep a slower pace? <clears throat> and to be, I mean, it seems like this should be, that this might be a really obvious answer, but it was actually a really fiercely debated topic. And some of the group felt that those who were moving slower just needed to pick up the pace um, regardless of their illness or injury. Um, so uh, how do we make sure that everyone feels included? Well, we adopted the high school musical song as our theme song for the group. We're all in this together. I can't sing any more of that because, well, copyright, but you get the point. 
So we just decided that, you know what, we're all doing this together. And it was really hard for some people to move slower um, and not want to speed up. And it meant that we had to adjust some of our timings. But we decided that that was what it was important to make sure that everyone felt included. Recently, I had dinner with some friends um, now that we're fully vaccinated. And um, one of the groups shared that they'd been diagnosed with a gluten allergy over the last year and um, said, that's okay, I'll just bring my own meal. You all prepare whatever you were planning. I'll bring my own stuff and it'll be fine. But what we decided was that we all wanted to participate together. So that meant that we all ate a gluten-free meal in order that we were all a part of the same thing. Now, there is a part of inclusion that means we give up our own comforts. We give up sometimes what we want or even what we desire in order for us all to be a part of the same story or the same participation or the same group. And sometimes that is really easy. You know, in the, in the two examples that I shared, it was fairly easy to do because, well, we all knew each other and we all pretty much liked each other. So when you're asked to give something up for, give something of your own comfort or your own self up for people that you love, that you like or love, it's usually fairly easy to do that. We do that because of the relationship together. And sometimes it's not so easy, especially when that group of people might be strangers or maybe even people like that we, oh, I don't know, maybe don't love so much. You know, sometimes it's harder to say, well, you give up this comfort for this person that you don't know or that you don't like. It's harder. Um, and, and we may be maybe a little less, maybe a little reluctant to be fully inclusive. And I'm sure that you have a story of times that you have been fully included um, and welcomed into a group or a situation or, or something where you just felt like you belonged. And also, we all have those stories too of maybe even times that we were not included, where we were excluded, where we felt abandoned, alone, or isolated, or however it made you feel. Being included, how did it make you feel? Or being excluded, how did you feel? And then taking those feelings, what did you want to make sure others felt? Now, I've talked to people before who have been um, excluded for partic from particular groups, and they said, I want to make sure everyone feels that same pain that I felt. Hurt people hurt people. And then other times it's been, you know, I want to make sure no one ever experiences what I did. How, do you, how does what you've uh, experienced make you feel and then make you in turn do for others. <clears throat> when I um, when I worked with a daycare, um, I had uh, a couple of four-year-old boys who um, sometimes played really well together. Well, and sometimes they didn't, you know, like kids do. <laughs> and um, uh, Jacob and Christian, uh, one day Jacob uh, told Christian, 
he announced, Christian is not allowed to play with us today. And it wasn't an altogether uncommon, like, fight um, argument that they had, but um, this public announcement was kind of strange. But Jacob announced that Christian wasn't allowed to play with them for the rest of the day. And, um, and then it, it became this fight. Um, throughout the day, there was yelling and screaming at each other. And, and Jacob even worked up the rest of the group to convince them that Christian wasn't allowed to play with them either. So it became this whole like class against Christian. And finally, it came to a physical altercation between the two boys. And um, they were separated and put into timeout until, the, until Jacob's dad came to pick him up. And his dad asked Jacob and said, you know, this just seems really strange. Why can't you two play together? Why can't Christian play with you and with everyone else? And Jacob just got really quiet and just, he just got really um, agitated. And he said, well, why can't you play? And, and, and Jacob just kind of looked down and then just blurted out. He said, Dad, Christian can't play with us because he's black. And I think we all just kind of just held our breath. We just were like, this is, this is happening. And so um, Jacob's dad was mortified. And he said, this is not something that I have ever taught or would ever teach. Um, and so he said, can you please explain what you mean? And what Jacob said is, he said that they were playing a particular set of characters from a particular show. And they didn't have anyone black on the show. And so therefore, Christian couldn't play with them. And Jacob said, Dad, I really want him to play with us, but I just don't know who he can be. There's no character for him to be. And so then after talking a little bit more, they all decided maybe it would be better to just play something different and not play that particular show. Sometimes our exclusion comes from just not seeing something different and not knowing what could be. And sometimes when we see or when we hear exclusion so almost violently, it, it gives us that pause of, whoa, this is a thing. And let's be honest. I mean, those we don't really think that we exclude people or we don't try to for the most part. And, and we hope that we can make everyone feel included and welcomed. And sometimes we fall short of that, even unintentionally. I mean, again, we all have stories of being on the excluded side of something, of the sting and the hurt of that, and of the joy of being included. Our passage from Acts tells the story of Philip and the eunuch. And maybe it's one that you've been familiar with. Um, one that's, it's a story of evangelism for sure. 
of um, Philip sharing the gospel with the eunuch, explaining scripture, and then after the explanation, the eunuch believed and was baptized. Now, it's a fairly short and sweet story. And again, it's a great story about the power of evangelism and listening and hearing and explaining your story and sharing your faith. It's great. And there's also a lot that's going on, even in this short story about evangelism. Because the eunuch, well, the eunuch knew the sting of rejection and not feeling included. In the passage, it's called the Ethiopian eunuch. An Ethiopian was a Greek term that referred not necessarily to where they were from, but to the color of their skin. So this eunuch was darker complected or was probably um, dark skinned and so therefore was called the Ethiopian eunuch. And eunuchs weren't allowed to enter into the temple in Jerusalem because they were considered outcasts. They weren't considered a part of, well, they were considered excluded. Uh, in part because they didn't have the ability to procreate because um, they didn't have any reproductive parts, which also meant that they were considered genderless. They were neither male nor female. The eunuch was in between many groups and not a part of any of them. And this eunuch in particular, they were in charge of the treasury of a kingdom and given a lot of power and responsibility and not welcomed in many places. And then Philip comes along and sees this person and offers them help in interpreting the scriptures. Now, this is more than welcoming. I mean, this is, this is incredible because Philip sees this person, interprets the scriptures, and makes them feel heard and included, answers their questions in ways that they've not probably been heard or welcomed or even allowed to ask questions before. And this inclusion, this um, welcoming, it was so important and so, so powerful that they wanted to be baptized and, and a part of the family of God because they felt included. And at the end of the passage, it says that the eunuch went away rejoicing what does it look like to rejoice? I mean, we can probably picture that like, you know, singing and dancing, rejoicing. But usually when we add that word re to something, it means that it's done again. Joying again. Is joying a word? It is now. <laughs> what does it look like to joy again? How long has it been since the last time there was joy? Rejoice. There is great joy in being a part of something, being included, 
welcomed just as you are. Joy again, rejoice. Now think about your own life and think about people who you know. Who can you include? Maybe it's sharing your story of faith or listening to someone's questions that they have about faith. Who have you seen rejected? Who needs to be welcomed? Who needs to be included? And you can probably think of at least one person right now. How do you share the love of Jesus with them? Jesus who meets us where we are, all of us where we are, and invites us on a journey together. This love of Jesus Christ isn't exclusive, for God so loved the whole world that God sent Jesus Christ, God's only Son, so that we might have everlasting life. The whole world. There's not an asterisk next to that that says, oh, except for... For God so loved the world. How do we share that love of God through including and welcoming people? Listening to their stories. Answering their questions. Meeting them where they are. Loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. May we practice the joy of inclusion and not the pain of exclusion. May we rejoice joy again by sharing our stories with one another. Joy again by sharing the love of Jesus Christ. Joy again by welcoming each other, welcoming one another. Joy again and again and again. Rejoice. Amen.